This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 85th episode of Talk Direction. And the first thing we want to say today is that it was one of our listeners' birthday, Lucia. Um, and we wish her a happy birthday. Happy Twitter. birthday. But we wanted to say it on the show because she's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been with us since the beginning, pretty much, right? Yeah. It's been so yeah. long. Wow. It's been over a year. I know. Oh my god. It was, we're coming up on two years. That's mind-blowing. <gasps> oh, wow. Wow. What was the day that I called you and I was like, I have this idea? It was... It was sometime in the spring, right? It was spring of sophomore year? Yeah. Was it really sophomore year? Yeah. What a time. Wait, Man. does that mean that we started it? Yeah, we did start it in the like, summer going into junior year. Yep. I feel like so uh, much has happened. Wow. It really has. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Lucia's, Lucia's seen us grow up. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, but she's awesome, and she's really sweet, and she always participates on Twitter, and we follow each other on Snapchat, and she's, she's a cute cool dogs. She is. I remember the first time, was it the first time she tweeted um, a picture of herself in like a Halloween costume as a mermaid with Harry's tattoos? Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Wow. And then a friendship was born. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, Lucia. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, Karen, do you want to say this one? Okay, so um, Gemma Styles of Styles Family Heritage <laughs> um, liked our tweet. Um, and I, so Gemma was doing this really awesome thing, which actually I would recommend um, to go read this. She um, wrote an article for MTV about white feminism and... Um, how your feminism needs to be all-inclusive and intersectional. Um, And I'm just like, Gemma, good job for, like, being just a good human being and, like, using your platform for, um, like, doing good. But she also, um, someone replied to her uh, article and said, I completely understand, like, um, what you're saying. Like, um, I'm Muslim and um, people think I'm a bad person or something like this. Um, And... Um, she quoted the tweet, uh, Gemma quoted the tweet and said, everyone send some love to this person. Um, so I sent, um, a little message to that person on Twitter and, um, Gemma liked it. So I just thought that it was like a really, really positive thing to do. And I'm just like, this is exactly Mm -hmm. like what I want, I don't know, people to be doing with any kind of platform. So I'm just like really proud of Gemma for just, wow. Yeah. Just being a good person, man. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Um, I really liked what she was doing and all, I read through all the messages that people had said and she liked a number of people's mm-hmm. messages. Yeah. Um, and they were all really sweet and, um, just like spreading the love is so good at a time like now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also freaking Gemma Styles. okay? She's related to Harry Styles, And she's just Gemma Styles, like. And, and she's, she's Gemma Styles, And she's related to Anne, so... <laughs> Yeah, we fangirl, I wonder if, if if we're ranking who we fangirl over on this show, Gemma's pretty high up there and oh, might, yeah. might beat some of the boys. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. 
I mean, she's just, what a woman. What yeah, a woman. so true. Um, and then I wanted to, again, talk about our Patreon. For those who don't know, we created a Patreon, which is like a monthly subscription to get bonus content for our podcast. Um, and we've had a lot of people sign up so far, which is unbelievable and exciting. And um, if you haven't signed up or you want to know what it is, you can go to www. Uh, patreon.com slash talk direction and patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n um and we're doing bonus vlogs so we give you videos every week we're doing um half hour you get a half hour extra of um episode content we're doing fan fiction book club you can call in and leave us a message and we'll play it on the show a lot of fun things depending on what level subscription you get so definitely having checked it out go over there and check it out and i'm excited because um the day that we're recording this on wednesday i'm posting a video um of me and my friends reviewing 1d outfits and it's kind of a mess and i love my friends so much they're just so <laughs> weird and stupid and goofy so um i just want you guys to like meet them so i'm definitely going to be doing more videos with them in the future um and just like watch me get mad at them for having bad 1d opinions pretty much <laughs> like, oh my god how did you control yourself um that i would kind be, of didn't but that would be a horrible video watch 1d fans interact with people who like are ignorant about 1d yeah like, oh so like Painful. I like know my fa- my my fans oh Jesus my friends um opinions on One Direction so it wasn't like a surprise like for some of them mm-hmm. but like I still got a little like what the heck guys like you guys have yeah. wrong opinions I just don't know how yeah. you like have these opinions but um yeah. also I hope there's not too much of an echo in here I feel like I'm kind of like I don't know I'm in my um, kitchen because there was someone screaming outside my window for the past uh, an hour and a half so uh, <laughs> yeah good. I know I'm, um it I'm does like... sound more echoey but you know all the more uh what's it called it, like adds to the ambiance yeah it's just like am I, am I in a void am I in a cave like we just don't know a black hole maybe I, I don't know I don't think you have sounded there but Talk direction coming at you from outer space. From one literally day. a void. But also, um, I hope I don't see a mouse because we have a mouse living in our stove that has been getting way more bold recently. So it like comes out and looks at me for like huh. 30 seconds at a time. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen right now. Well, if you scream, at least we'll know what it is. Yeah, I'm not getting murdered. Um, I also saw the, uh, what's it called? Um, thumbnail for your video mm-hmm. and it looked really, really cute. Oh. So. Thanks. You know, go to our Patreon at least just for the thumbnail of Kara's new video. Also, I'm going to tweet something, and I had to make a horrendous, kind of horrifying Photoshop creation for this video. So just look out for that. At least go on the Twitter (laughs) and go look out for that, and then look on the video to see how it was used and why it was used. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, Now let's move on to our Back to You segment. Um, and this is where we are responding to emails that people write us in, talking about polls, doing questions of the week, um, and these things come via all of our social media network. Our Twitter is at talk underscore direction. Our email is talkdirection at gmail.com. Our Tumblr is talkdirection.tumblr.com. And our Instagram is talkdirection. Um, and so I messed up with the question of the week this week because I know we had a question of the week that we said on the show last week. Yeah. Um, but then I forgot it. And then oh. I made up a new one, and then Kara asked the original one, uh, but we got no responses yeah. for it yet. So maybe we'll like put that in our back pocket for next week or something. Oh, and that question um, of the week was um, write a verse for like in the style of um, I want to write you a song. 
Yeah, so that one's really cool, and I hope we get to do that one. Um, But we got no submissions. But we did get submissions for the other one that I made up, which was, um, are you still following Zane's career and why? And are you excited for new music? Um, And at MarthaAnn85 said, I loved his album, but his lack of promo slash live appearance has made me feel eh, meh emoji. I was looking forward to hearing him live. I love live music, and not being able to see him perform has made it lackluster for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then at Hello Sophie said, Yes, I think Zayn's debut solo album is so eclectic and gorgeous. I'm looking forward to hearing new music from him. Zayn always keeps us guessing. I never know what he'll do next. He's never boring. He likes to explore new sounds and push boundaries. That's what I like about him. Music notes, cactus, deep pink flower, coffee, headphones, firework emoji. Um, So these are kind of like two different perspectives, I guess. Um, But I definitely see where Martha is coming from with like the no live performance makes it a bit lackluster. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle because I really liked the album, but I think that like with the lack of promo, it like, I keep on forgetting that he even released an album and Mm -hmm. the lack of live performances kind of like, I don't know. I feel like live performances really let you connect with the album and um, just like, uh, consume it in like a new and different way um, mm-hmm. so like that's kind of disappointing um, and it's kind of weird because I feel like a lot of um, artists don't usually go on to the next one like before they do like a, a tour or anything but I know that he's you know had um, problems with anxiety so that's understandable mm-hmm. but it's very interesting I didn't I thought that it maybe he'd like take a break from music for a little bit um, but I'd like the new album I think yeah I was confused too because like I mean not really confused but He did, and I think I'm going to talk about this later, he did talk about, like, working on um, his next album. Yeah. Um, And he hasn't toured for this one. And, like, I am somewhere in the middle because, like, I love his music and would love a new album. Um, And I don't think not having the tour makes me less excited about the album. But I do know, like, some of the best stuff about tour, like, brings the fandom together because you're watching fan videos of people at live concerts if you don't get to go and you get to see how they perform them live Mm -hmm. and interactions with the crowd and stuff like that um that like I think a lot of fandom stuff is based on like even when One Direction was on tour there was so much stuff going on new stuff finding out like weird things the boys did on stage and just fun things like that so um I hope he does get to tour one day yeah that would be fun to go to yeah um, okay, then I have a poll that I did over on our Twitter. I've been doing lots of polls. Some of them are a little ridiculous, and I sit there like, why did I do that poll? I don't know. I love the I'm emoji gonna... ones. Those are really cool. <laughs> okay, good. I actually, like, those ones, and I'm sure, like, most people figured it out, was that, like, I picked emojis for each boys, and I tried to see, oh. um... Oh, oh, wait. Okay, there was two that I did. Okay. One of them was, with, like, emoji association which boy would you associate this emoji with? Um, and it was pretty consistent. And, like, some of them you, you kind of know going into it. Like, if I pick the farmer emoji, yeah. like a lot of people are going to think Harry's the farmer. Yeah. Um, versus if I pick the wrench emoji, that, that was going to go to Liam. <laughs> um, and I knew that going in, but, like, it's still fun to see. Yeah. Um, and then I also did ones where, like, I had four different emojis and just, like, I didn't ask a question, but I had picked emoji for each boy trying to see, like, 
what what emoji people would choose in the poll and it was just emojis and like one of them had like a boot a white sneaker like um i don't know other two things and it was always the ones that i picked for harry that won for those ones i think i did four or five of those polls um the emoji that I picked for Harry. So I'm wondering if just the emojis he had were the more popular emojis or that people deduced that those were the Harry emojis. Hmm. Did you take any of those ones, Kara? I did, and I think I just, like, went with the emoji I liked best. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, I mean, some people must have figured it out, unless Harry's emo- emojis are just, like, the top ones. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, but that's not the poll we're talking about today on our Back to You segment. Um, the one that I wanted to talk about was, would you rather a new 1D movie or 1D song? Mm. Um, and we got a lot of votes for this and 51% of people said movie and 49% of people said song. And I think that was equivalent to just like one vote off. So it was pretty split. Um, but I, I chose movie. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get another 1D movie, but I think I would want a 1D movie over a song. Um, but I'm not sure. What do you think, Kara? I can't remember which one I voted for. I may I might have like not um, voted in this one because um, it was too hard. Um, yeah. I think that I'd rather have a movie, but like it'd have to be like new content we hadn't seen before, and not just like mm. a concert movie. Um, yeah. Because those are kind of like um, disappointing. Like I don't know. Um, and like because like a song, if it's just like one song, you could not like it, and then it would be really <laughs> disappointing. But mm-hmm. a movie would get all, like, new content and, like, get to see them interact and, like, just their beautiful friendship. So I think that, like, I'd go with yeah. the movie, too. Yeah, I agree. Because if it was maybe an album, it would be a harder choice. Yeah. But a song is... Well, a song is great and it could be something you love. I still think having another movie... Like, I even, like, going back and watching the movie we already have. Like, it just brings me so much mm-hmm. joy if I'm, like, feeling down. Um, So I think I'd want another movie. Yeah. Um, then we got this email from one of our listeners and I'm going to read it out. Um, hey ladies, I'm a new subscriber. I think I'd heard of your podcast on Twitter previously and meant to check it out, but was never really into podcasts and never got around to it. This year I found myself, uh, two internships that involve a lot of sitting around sorting stuff. I'm an archaeology student. And so I've turned to podcasts as a way to help pass the time. I just started listening to Talk Direction today, and getting caught up is going to keep me occupied at work for the next few weeks. I have a question for you. Have you ever considered or done the topic of older 1D fans? People don't realize, but there are a lot of us. I'm an adult with three kids, ages 16, 13, and 9, and I got into 1D in 2013 when uh, T-I-U, what is that? (laughs) This is us. (laughs) I've never seen that in short form. Uh, This is us came out via my oldest daughter. Since then, I've made a ton of friends my own age who love 1D and traveled around seeing shows with them. My 1D friend from Texas and I went on a week-long road trip to see the boys in Kansas, then Indianapolis, then we drove from Indy to Chicago to see Five Seconds of Summer. I also met my girlfriend via the 1D fandom on Twitter. We now live together. She's having... She having moved from Alabama to live with me in Oklahoma. I've never seen the boys... I've seen the boys ten times, I think. I always have to go back and count them up. I was lucky enough to see them one last time before hiatus at the Jingle Ball in Dallas. 
I just think it's a topic that's underexplored. Like, I never hear any interviewers ask the boys about their older fans. And when a skirmish breaks out on Twitter, the first thing all the little teenagers do if you at them is start making fun of us for being older and saying we're too old to listen to 1D. As if good music has age restrictions. Anyway... Just thought I'd bounce the topic off of you. Food for thought, maybe. I don't know if we li- we are mutuals on Twitter, on your Twitter accounts, but I'm uh, at audaciously, one D-A-F, on there if you want to check me out. All the love and keep up the good work. Um, and I forgot to include the name, but I believe her name is Mary. Yes, mm-hmm. Mary. Um, so this is an awesome email, yeah. Mary. Thank you for becoming a listener. Welcome to this um, mess. I'm glad we can <laughs> what this yeah this mess, mess. Um, I'm glad we can keep you occupied during your internships because honestly what are pod- podcasts for um, if not to keep you uh, alive when you're bored um, <laughs> um, but yeah I I think how how have we talked about um, older fans I mean I know we have I don't know um, I don't know if we've gone to depth because I know we've talked about how we have like we know we have like a um, a wide range of ages that listen to our podcast in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if we've talked about it specifically because I feel like it's a good topic because, yeah, yeah I don't know. I know we've said things like the, the fandom ranges all ages and it's really inclusive and um, stuff like that, but we definitely haven't had like an episode dedicated to or um, like a segment dedicated to this, um, but... I think that would be a good idea because honestly, so many of our listeners are like not your average teenage girl 1D fan. Like we've got listeners um, that span the ages, which is amazing. Um, And like, I feel like that's so important because everyone brings their own experience. Like you have three kids. Last episode we had on um, two women who uh, each have little kids. Um, And then there's us, we're college students. And then we have people who are like, in middle school so just like being able to bring all of us together um to talk about something we love I think is so cool and important because you get so many different perspectives and get to learn about different like walks of life I guess yeah and also I don't like understand like why people would be like oh you're too old to listen to 1D because I feel like the 1D fandom's already like made fun of in like so many ways and just being like I don't know just like that's just so weird to me to think that like people would have like weird exclusionary thought processes that's just so weird like why wouldn't you rather talk to someone who has who loves the same thing that you do and just like sort of just I don't know fan about it I don't I don't really understand that but okay yeah honestly and like I feel like you can find people you relate to to you relate to to (laughs) um I feel like that was that that made sense but not anymore um (laughs) you can find people you relate to um like sometimes in people who are different ages than you I know I find it really hard relating to people a lot of people my age um but like the other day I went to um a Pilates class and the teacher didn't end up showing up and it was like two of my housemates me and then some older women I recognized one of the professors from the college um but like they ended up leaving the class for fun they were like they were like, we don't really know what we're doing, but we want to, like, not waste the time because we all showed up and the class was canceled. And, like, we just had such a good time. And, like, I don't know. It was a really cool bonding experience, like, being in something with other women who are older and, like, more experienced in life than you. Yeah. And, like, just all doing something fun and chill together. I was like, I found my people. That's so um, cool. I went to Pilates the other day, too, actually. 
I love Ooh. Pilates, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, like, really sore now because my... I haven't worked out in a long time. Pilates and that is was a wake-up call. Yeah, it is. Um, but I'm excited. I had to get up at, like, 6.45 to do it, so... What the heck? When was it? What time? 7.30. <gasps> but... <laughs> I know. Wow. It Good was, uh... I know. But, you know, I've got two other housemates doing it with me, so we're like, we're just gonna do this. Yeah, so. to, like, force yourself. Yeah, also, exactly. I love hearing about people who like found love. In, oh my god, my voice cracked. Jesus, that's how much <laughs> I just love it. Um, who found like love in the one D fandom? Like this is so great. Like oh, I know, I love this. Oh my god. Hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag I, right? I love love. <laughs> yes. Honestly, wow. Um, wait, I saw someone. Oh, it's Mary Lambert. Mary Lambert, who is an awesome singer and everyone should go check out her music, uh-huh. um, is coming out with a new EP and one of the songs is called Love is Love. And I was like, oh my God, Harry's speech. I mean, not and, really, but yeah. I mean, not really, but it just reminded me yeah. of it and Beautiful. I'm excited for that one. I feel like that will be a good song. I mean, she never fails me. She's an amazing lyricist, so... Um, but yeah, I think we should definitely do an episode about this. I know we're also thinking about doing an episode about gender in the fandom as well. Um, so maybe we can combine these and talk about, like, stereotypes in the fandom or, like, uh, how the fandom is really diverse or something. Um, I think that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Moving on to news, um, I've included a lot of things (laughs) and some of them are a little bit silly, but I don't care because I thought they were fun talking points. The first one, this is like back when I feel like there was a lull in our news and we would always talk about Niall's Snapchat as news. <laughs> um, but we're going back to that just because I like the Snapchat, not because we don't have news stories to talk about. Um, but Niall on Snapchat was talking about his album and this is what he said. Howdy lovers. It's been a big week in the studio this week. Been in with Julian. He's coming coming out with some good stuff, so very happy with that. Chilling out for the weekend and going back at it again on Monday. Some good stuff going on. So yeah, I think I'm just going to keep writing for a while. Feel like at the moment I'm writing some nice stuff and there's some good songs coming out of our sessions. So it's obviously a bonus. So the longer I keep doing that, the more good tunes I'll have and it'll be harder to pick for the album. Um, so Julian is Julian Bonetto, one of the, um, songwriters that One Direction always works with, um, and Niall is working with him and writing new songs, and I know we thought that the album was going to be coming out in late spring, because that's what Niall said, um, but he's writing more songs, Mm -hmm. it seems like the album isn't quite finished yet, I know before he said he was almost done, um, like, back I think he'd recorded eight songs by the end of 2016 Mm -hmm. so now it seems like they're adding more songs and writing more which is awesome it might mean a bigger album Mm -hmm. um but also might mean the album's being pushed back a little bit probably not too much later because they like roll these things out um but I don't think we can expect it like March you know or or even April yeah it's probably gonna be a May album but also, yeah. I, like, love when Niall talks like this in Snapchat. I just feel like I'm FaceTiming <laughs> my pal, and I'm just like, hey, Niall, like, what's up, man? Yeah. Like, how's it been? Like, oh, you're in, Howdy, stu- lovers. you're in the studio with Julian? That's so great. <laughs> Tell him I said hi. How are the kids? You know, like, yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Um, he's so casual, and updating us on Snapchat is, has been a beautiful experience, mm-hmm. really. Um, and he's also doing some collaborations with the Chainsmokers, uh... which... It's <laughs> not your favorite. Um, not my fave. And Sean Mendez as well. 
Um, so that's cool. I don't know if they'll be featured on the album or just writing together or whatever. Um, but, you know, he's getting in there with some other people as well. Cool. Um, and another Snapchat, which was just, you know, Niall being awesome, was Niall snapping himself sitting on the couch watching golf with the caption, Sat night with that lunatic horn, lemon and ginger tea in my Ellen mug and golf. Um, and he was, oh. like, sarcastically making fun of himself or whatever. And I was like, same, Niall. Wow, what a I... Yeah, I would like to sit in on a Saturday night and watch TV and just chill and drink tea. Would you watch golf if it meant hanging out with Niall? I would watch golf if it meant hanging out with Niall, but (laughs) golf, I might sit on my phone uh, or, like, put on my laptop and watch something else, but, um, you know, maybe you could get into it. I mean, my dad watches golf. I just, I I feel like it's a, a whole other, like breed of human that can watch golf although i did this is absolutely not the same as golf but i I got really into the super bowl like it was actually really fun really yeah because like um i went out with all my friends we went to a bar and then we went to my friend's house to finish watching it and like oh i heard boston was crazy oh i mean uh yeah it was because the patriots won and it like they came back and apparently it was the first time they've ever won in overtime anyway sports doesn't need to happen on this podcast but um i got really into it and me and my like me and my friend lily everyone else like really was not into it at all and we were like screaming dying and we're like wow like why were we into football this entire time this has been really fun so like i just feel like once a year i'm like really into football and then like it's like all my energy is saved up for that one game um, but it was That's fun. Nice. Like, I can understand why people like sports now. I'm mm. into it. That's good. I'm happy you found a little new niche to live in. hmm I sat in my room, didn't watch the game. Um, my other two housemates were also in their rooms. <laughs> we were all separate. None of us <laughs> watching the game. Um, after the bowl, the Super Bowl the ended, bowl. <laughs> the bowl, we're pals. We're on a first name basis. <laughs> Um, uh, we, I watched the Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. but that was about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought she was really good, Mm -hmm. so. Um, okay, moving on to some Louis news. He's also been writing, which we didn't know if he was, like, working on his next album or having an album coming together, really. Um, but on Twitter, he said, just another thank you for everything you all do. The support on Just Hold On has been so sick. I love you all. Also really happy with what's coming out of the writing I'm doing at the moment. Can't wait for you guys to hear more cheese emoji. Um, like, not the cheese emoji, but I think, like, the cheesy smile emoji is what I meant. (laughs) I'm, like, looking back, like, what? What (laughs) Why would he put the cheese emoji? Um, because I write these emojis out in word form when I when I copy these things over. Um, but yeah, so he's working on writing, which is awesome. I love that Louie just like randomly will come on Twitter and like thank fans just out of the blue. I know. Um, his other friends need to follow in his footsteps. <laughs> his in friends. Louie <laughs> yeah. and the backup singers. Exactly. Um, Cause this is just so cute. And he always does this. He's like, I feel like I haven't thanked you lately. Like, I know it's been like two days and you. he's just like, let me just go on the speech. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and then another cute thing he tweeted was he responded to a fan who had said, this is your year, sunglass emoji. And Louie said, um, asterisk, our year. God! So like, correcting the person <laughs> to say, no, it's our year. Um, and this is just beautiful. And I don't know. I really loved that. Unreal. And, unreal. 
And I feel too, like, that's like a kind of, not, I don't know, witty is the right word, but it's like, he like, I don't know, it's, I, I just like the uh, style it's done in, like, no asterisks, our year. Um, but yeah, and also, Louis is going to be performing on The Late Late Show with James Corden on Monday, February 13th, so let's get excited about that. Um, it's the musical performance, so I don't think it's like an interview. Oh, dang it. Um, but still, that's really exciting, and presumably Steve will be performing with him, or I know they will. Um, and that's exciting. And Steve was also talking about a music video for Just Hold On. Um, and they said, he said that they weren't in it. They didn't want to be the focus of it. I don't know if that means they're just like not the characters or they're not in it at all. Um, but it's supposed to be really moving and going to be connecting to fans. Um, and he also talked about Louis singing completely live when they do their performances versus most of the artists he works with, um, who sing over the backing track, like they just sing over their own voice. So like if they stop singing, they're still singing on the recorded version. Mm. Um, and I just thought that this was like important to note because as we know, One Direction has always sung live, Mm -hmm. um, both at their concerts and just like all other like promo they've done it's you can always tell that it's it's live and like i have no problem with people who um don't sing entire songs live because i know that's uh, a common thing or like they won't have the chorus done live or like they'll have themselves singing over themselves and i know for like people who do a lot of dance moves like little mix or fifth harmony Um, I imagine breathing and trying to sing and dance all at once is pretty tough. So you don't want to be like (gasps) into the um, microphone. I feel like I do those sounds on like every other episode (laughs) because every time I do it, I'm like, man, I just did this on another episode. So I'm sorry I do that all the time. Um, But it it comes up in context. Um, But yeah, so I just, I think it's really cool that One Direction always sings live and that's something that's sort of been a staple for them. Like I've never felt um I don't know I always like when people perform live better what do you think I feel like it's always like a critique of especially boy bands um they're just like oh they don't sing live they don't write their own music and I'm just like guess what One Direction Mm -hmm. does both so Mm -hmm. bye (laughs) and I feel like it's like One Direction because they've done that they're just gonna keep doing it like they're kind of I mean in the closed fandom probably not to the public but like known for always doing things live. Yeah, because it came from a singing competition, so it's not like they could have lip-synced then, so... Yeah, exactly. I feel like they Um, probably, like, have it in their heart that that's, like, like, I don't know, like, part of the integrity they want to maintain. Yeah, exactly. You said it best there. I was trying to say that, but you summed it up there. Um, So, hopefully that'll continue, because I want their real live voice, Mm -hmm. no matter how out of breath they sound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Harry also, we talked about his 23rd birthday... Uh, last episode, but we didn't get to talk about his party because it happened after we recorded. I think the night after we recorded, or like really soon after. Um, and he had a birthday party, as some people do. Um, but we didn't get to talk about how cute he looked. And I put in like really two really cute pictures of him at the party just because he's making funny faces. Um, but he was wearing this maroon um, sheer and velvet top that we'd seen before a couple years ago, I think. Um, and he's got his, even though it's, oh, was it Mm -hmm. SNL? Wow. Long time ago now. Um, he's got his sunglasses pushed up like a headband, even though I think it's nighttime. 
Um, and I know you had a, a problem with this white t-shirt under his uh, shirt, Kara. I mean, I didn't have a problem. I would just prefer not to be there. I just feel like <laughs> he needs to let the nipples free, like free the nipples, mm-hmm. um, all four of them. And I just feel like his tattoos would have been a nice um, compliment to the pattern on the shirt. <laughs> so true. Um, especially because it's like sheer, so you get to see them better. Um, mm-hmm. But he still looked pretty dang adorable. Yeah. Um, and people saw in one of the photos, it looked like he has a new tattoo on the back of his arm that perhaps says Arlo. Mm. Um, and if you look up what Arlo is, it's a it's a name, but the origin of the name is derived from the Anglo-Saxon word for army, fortified, or troops. And um, I was thinking that could relate to Dunkirk, um, because that's a war movie. Mm -hmm. So who knows what it actually says? Who knows if it says Arlo, but it could, perhaps. Maybe it's another drawing of, like, a tiger. Like, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, at least... At least it's not the drama of the thigh tattoo, which was just... Man. The biggest debacle of life. Yep. Um, what else? Oh, and Liam also got new tattoo. I was like, uh, if we're going to mention Harry's new tattoo, I should probably mention Liam's new tattoo, um, which was an eyeball on his arm. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he may have gotten some more, too, because he's been filling up his arms quite a bit. Um, but we haven't seen that many pictures of Liam, like, out in the boat, like, to get paparazzi photos Mm -hmm. or photos that he's posted. Um, so... Uh, and Louis also for Harry's birthday ended up tweeting him, happy birthday, mate, have a sick night. And like at the time we recorded, this hadn't happened yet and we were predicting it wouldn't happen, but then it did. Um, we did predict correctly that Harry never tweeted. (laughs) Um, he did like a post that talked about the $27,000 that were raised for his birthday, but he never tweeted, which is sad. But expected. Yeah, but it kind of makes me think, like, oh, is he not wanting to tweet again until he tweets, like, an announcement or something? Oh, my I God. I don't know. <laughs> um, which actually segues right into our next um, our next news point, which is the best segue I've done this on this podcast so far right now, because the segues have been kind of bad today. Um, but the question I had, another poll I made on Twitter, was, will Harry perform this weekend? A couple weeks back... We were we got some rumors about Harry performing on the Grammys and dropping an album, and so we speculated about whether or not that would come true. And at the time, I think I was like, maybe it will, because when we start seeing rumors, these things often do come true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did say we'd get a better idea if we continued to hear rumors, which sadly we haven't. Um, so my hopes dropped a lot. Yeah. Um, but I did a poll asking people how high their hopes are, um, which is kind of a vague question, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, 24% of people said super high hopes. 20% said trying to control myself. Uh, 28% said hopes are pretty low. And 28% said very, very low hopes. Oh, so pretty it split. was pretty split. Yeah. yeah. Well, where would you say your hopes are at, Kara? Um, I'd say between trying to control my hopes and hopes are pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'd say the same. I said hopes are pretty low when I answered mm-hmm. the question. Um, but they're still there, a tiny bit. Like, yeah, they're still there, and we still have like the Brits. You know, that's another like perhaps you'll perform at the Brits. Um. 
but I feel like we'd have more rumors. It would be pretty hard to keep quiet, you know? I I don't know. Although, like, honestly, I'm thinking about all the performances, like, when they kept that Beyonce performance quiet until the day of, like, that was pretty Ooh. insane. And also, like, yeah. James Corden is hosting the Grammys, and I feel like that's not to be overlooked because they're pals, and I just feel like... Damn it, Kara, don't get my hopes up again. <laughs> I know, I'm really bad at keeping my hopes low. I'm just like, you know what, all these things are making sense, like, yeah. they're all locking into place, like, this is just, yeah. this is the way to go. There's some really big people performing at the Grammys this I'm year. Excited. Like Beyonce's performing, Katy Perry I think is performing, Ed Sheeran is he performing or is he performing at the Brits? I'm not I sure. don't know. Um, but there's some like big names, so maybe Harry will be a part of that. Hopefully. I want a picture of him and Beyonce so badly. <laughs> him and pregnant Beyonce. Pregnant Beyonce. <laughs> Could it get any better? Oh, okay, it has to God. be this. They stand tummy to tummy, Harry pretending he's pregnant. Oh my god, please, Harry. Please. He needs to wear that white polka dot shirt again. Even the pink one? Classic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the pink polka dot shirt. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I asked also what people's reactions would be if Harry did surprise us all. Um, and 11% said sob uncontrollably, 72% said scream uncontrollably, <laughs> 6% said melt on the floor, and 11% said dance around wildly. Um, I wonder why, like, scream uncontrollably got 72% versus the other ones. Intriguing. I think I said melt on the floor. Um, I think I would sob. <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably do all of them. I'd be really embarrassed because um, I'm going to watch it with my friends, so, like, there's going to be no hope of me <laughs> controlling any emotion that happens if it does happen. Yeah. I I think I'll watch it at my house, like, my, my home home. Mm-hmm. Oh, So okay. I'll be with my family. That's good. Which is okay to, you know, have a complete meltdown. Yeah, I mean, my friends know, like, what I do and, like, how I yeah. act, so it's fine, but still. Yeah. Um, Sarah, or at the CC Unicorn, said, why is there no die option? <laughs> Angela, who is at 1DLove521, said, I would do all of those things, LOL. At Loving underscore Fiction said, I chose Scream Uncontrollably, but in reality, my reaction would be a combination of them, combination of them all, and then they promised to film themselves while they were dancing wildly and melting on the floor at the same time, because that would look pretty interesting. <laughs> Um, and at Vanessa W935 said, have a heart attack, LOL. Um, I was trying to be less morbid than some of these listeners in their answers, <laughs> um, but I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, where are we? Um, oh, if hearts could fly on Tumblr. Oh, okay, okay, I don't, I, <laughs> I, sorry guys, I'm a bit of a mess. It is early um, in the morning, I mean, sort of. It, honestly, it is, we have never recorded this early. I know, I feel like I'm, like, groggy and just, like, a mess, but that's okay, we're doing great. We are doing well. Um, okay, this one was something I saw on Tumblr and ended up tweeting out just because I thought it was fun. I guess I could have put this in, like, some other segment, but I just stuck it here for some reason. Oh, because it relates to Harry's okay. album, that's why. Got it. There's the connection. Um, so this was If Hearts Could Fly on Tumblr said, name a more iconic duo than Harry and his unpublished, incomplete, and untitled, <laughs> untitled album. I'll wait. This is the best one. <laughs> um, I really, really like this. Um, it's really funny. I agree. Um, everyone, I mean, everyone, i.e. the 1D fandom, talking about and talking about how amazing Harry's album is, even though we don't have it, um, and we're guilty of this, oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, 
And the last story was about Zayn responding to someone on Twitter saying, let's talk about your album, update us. And he said, working on it, glasses, smiley emoji, which I mentioned earlier. But yeah, so Zayn's working on his album. Hopefully Harry's working on his album. Louis working on his album. And Niall is working on his album. Nice. Liam's also working on his album. I know he posted a picture on Instagram of uh, him in the recording studio, but we don't get a lot of... He's being quite secretive of his stuff, mm. so we don't have a lot of updates for that. Um, but all of our boys working on solo albums. So How weird is that? Who would have thought, like, two years ago that this would be where we are? I know, and that we'd be excited about it. Yeah, so excited. Um, but moving on to our main discussion today, which is a collaboration with the Taylor Swift podcast, Swiftcast. Um, they're really awesome. We did an episode with them over a year ago. Um, and this was pre-recorded, so we're just going to go into it. But this will be about the I Don't Want to Live Forever music video that Taylor and Taylor and Swift, Taylor Swift and Zayn did together. Um, and we talk about it, or I was on the show with them, and I talk about it with them and get their perspective um, and talk about symbolism and what it means and whether or not we like this mashup of these artists. So... Yeah, here is that bit of the show. Hey, Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Hi, so happy to be here. Uh, pretty much almost exactly a year later since last time. I know, I just looked that up and I was like, oh my gosh, it was in January that we released our last episode. Um, and that, I can't believe it's been a year. Who knew that a year later that Taylor and Zane would be collaborating? I know, that's so crazy. Because at the time, Zane had already left 1D, and we were kind of in a bit of a meltdown for that. <laughs> and now <laughs> he's had a solo album release, which was up and coming, uh, I suppose, last January. And now they've collabed, which is really cool. And I feel like both of us, your podcast and ours, have been in the same kind of boat where our artists have been on a break pretty much throughout 2016. It's been hard. I know. It's been so hard, especially doing a podcast and weekly having to have like things to talk about and ideas to come up with and keep things like alive. It's been difficult. Do you feel like the One Direction fans are still just as engaged? Yeah, I do. I think um, the fandom's still quite alive, but obviously it's shifting now that we're on hiatus and all the boys have started to do solo projects, which honestly has really helped that like, while One Direction's not together as a band right now, um, there's so much stuff going on solo wise. You know, we have Harry's movie upcoming and Niles released a song and Louis released a song. And there's rumors that Harry might be releasing stuff around Grammy time. So while there hasn't been band stuff, there's definitely been, you know, things happening, which makes it better. But, I mean, Taylor's really been sort of off the charts completely. How has that been? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor! <laughs> At this point, I feel kind of proud that we made it this far. <laughs> like, uh -huh. we managed to come up with episodes. She literally had one concert of 2016, <laughs> and that was it. Wow. Granted, it was an awesome concert, but it's been a little bit dry out there. 
Yeah, I can imagine. And I know I was listening to some Ed Sheeran interviews lately because his stuff is obviously coming out soon. And he was saying like, yeah, there's not any big artists coming out with things this year. So I think like I'm good for the number one spot. And I'm like, okay, uh, hold on. Uh, where's Taylor <laughs> Swift gone? Like, why is it she coming back? How do you know this? Like, you guys are friends. So I don't even know what's going on with everyone this year and last year. Everyone seemed to disappear. Yeah, and then you have, you know, people like Taylor's friends, like people like Lord, who are supposed to be putting out an album this year. I mm-hmm. mean, I personally think there's absolutely no way Taylor would make us wait until 2018 for an album. Yeah, I know. And if she's been off this time, you'd think she would, would be doing something just secretive. So hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, well, some of Taylor's friends last year actually have made subtle hints in some interviews that she had been working on new things. So I definitely do think we're going to get an album, whether it's in the spring or wait till the summer or even her usual fall release. I'm not too sure about, but I think we'll get something this year. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Something to look forward to. And so we are a few days away from her concert in Houston which is a promotion the night before the Super Bowl and I mean I personally think that Zayn is going to show up as a special guest and there's no doubt in my mind I'm in agreement 100% I think he's going to be there I don't know we don't know for sure but I think he's going to be there do you have any type of like inside information (laughs) maybe you want to share with us (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did um but I guess what I know is that Zane's had a lot of problems performing live given his anxiety. So he hasn't, and that's like why, why he hasn't toured really. Um, but we were sort of talking on our podcast about what it would be like performing with Taylor because that's someone else on the stage rather than, um, you know, if he's gone solo, he has no one and he's so used to performing with the rest of the One Direction boys. So like, I definitely think it's a possibility. And I know he's really been like working on, you know, getting his anxiety to a point where he can perform. And I think having someone like Taylor, who is such a performer and is so confident on the stage could be something that would be, you know, more chance that he would perform, I guess. But yeah, I saw polls on Twitter about like whether or not she would be performing I don't want to live forever. I think that would be really cool. That's kind of humbling almost because when when you say that to me, that's news to me that, you know, he has anxiety about going on stage. Yeah. When you think of anyone in the industry or any performers or anything, especially one of his status, that just isn't, that doesn't seem natural, I guess. It, it's just very surprising to me that, um, I know it's humbling. It, it makes him seem more human, I guess, that, mm-hmm. you know, he has that kind of anxiety. I hope he, I mean, overcomes it. I'd love to see him perform with Taylor. That would be amazing, of course. So. I know. That would be so cool. And he, yeah, he wrote, um, it's, it's so good that he does talk about that because he wrote in his book that he came out with like all about his anxiety and he talked about having an eating disorder and just like some really good things to have representation, which is so important, especially like mental health and stuff. So yeah, I, I really hope we get to see them perform and see him work, working through that and being able to do what he loves. And I think it would be really great timing, too, because the movie is coming out right after this concert. So I think the better the movie does, the better the soundtrack does. I think it would just be great for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It would be it would be good promo to have this. So I know for us, when I Don't Want to Live Forever came out, it took us as a, by a complete shock. We had no idea there was even... Oh, yeah. There were no rumors <laughs> or anything. It mm-hmm. just dropped out of nowhere. 
Yeah, same for us. We didn't really know what was going on. And just like, given that we have Taylor and Zane coming together, like two people that I didn't really pair together in my head as like people who are potential collaborations. Um, that was definitely like, oh, this new song. This is so cool. Um, but it was definitely exciting. And so we're recording this on Sunday, January 29th. The video has been out for a few days, and it's definitely, I think, been received really well overall by everyone. Yeah, I've seen positive things about it. Um, I haven't seen too much from, like, the Taylor Swift fandom. And also, it's interesting with the 1D fandom, like, given that Zayn left One Direction, how many people are still sort of with Zayn and some people who have fallen more just like I'm with One Direction and I'm not too interested in Zayn anymore. But from what I've seen, it's all been pretty positive. Wow, really? There's been like a big split, huh? Yeah, in some ways there has. And I think it's because the way he left was kind of upsetting to a lot of people. Um, just like some of the drama that went down between the boys. But I think, I mean, I think people are supportive of him, but there's definitely, like, there's a Zayn audience as well, not just, like, the One Direction audience. Like, it's all inclusive with Zayn and the rest of the boys. Um, there has been a bit of splitting. That's really interesting to me. I don't know. I The fact that Taylor's by herself, you just don't really kind of think about those things. Do you think that for your podcast, I mean, do you that you have to market almost differently to, like, the Zayn audience or the Nile audience or, you know... Uh, whatever it may be. Yeah, we've definitely had that struggle because sometimes we get people writing into us saying like, of course, we want to hear Zayn stuff too. And then other people are like, no, I don't want to hear anything about Zayn. Um, so it's hard to be like, okay, do we make episodes that are all about Zayn, especially when he has new music coming out? Do we still include him in things that like fun games we play where we play this game called 1D as and we like um, we'll include all the boys and say, like, if 1D was a, f a fruit, what would each boy be? So it's like, do we include Zane in those fun things? And uh, some of our listeners have pretty strong opinions on that. But we've been pretty inclusive of him. Um, we've tried not to make episodes, like, solely based on just Zane, just in case we have listeners that don't really care about his music. And a number of our listeners came into the fandom after Zane actually left or, like, sort of during the summer Zayn had left so they didn't even care about him in the first place um so we've had to sort of figure out that balance of including him and and not being too much towards Zayn that's really interesting um I think the number one comment I noticed the most from the Taylor Swift fandom over and over since this video came out is what lipstick is Taylor wearing <laughs> 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 it's a good question i just saw everyone asking this question because it's this gorgeous red sparkly lipstick and we found out that it's called the pat mcgrath lust 004 in vermilion venom and it's 60 dollars. wow feels like it would be rough on your lip with that much sparkle in it <laughs> yeah and rough to get it off i would think i know it'd be like sandpaper already removing like uh, lipstick is hard enough well, yeah, speaking of the lipstick, I mean, um, just, you know, the fashion in general for the music video, I thought it was pretty awesome. Taylor, of course, I mean, she had, well, some very expensive pieces of clothing. Zayn, too, I'm sure, that suit. Yeah, Zayn's suit was amazing, and that's the way the video opens, and it was very striking to me because he steps out of the cab, and there he is, all in black, uh, you know, black suit, black tie, black jacket, um, and it looked very sleek to me and like you could just 
tell it was like Zane, someone famous. You got that vibe right off the bat, which I liked speaking just from the clothing. You just knew sort of what story was about to be told, I guess. Um, what did you guys think of that? Since I love the fashion segment and we don't get to talk about men's fashion that much, um, I would love to jump in. I thought the suit was really sharp looking. I mean, really, to have, uh, I, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what it was, but almost like an Italian tailored suit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you see that, it just, you're right, it just screams rich celebrity. Uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, very sharp though. And the character of Zane in the video was supposed to be somebody high profile or a celebrity, I would imagine, because from the very beginning, he gets out of the cab and there's all those paparazzi taking photos of him. So I think that was supposed to play into the the character that he is. So besides Taylor's lipstick, the only piece of clothing that I've seen that's been identified since the video came out is the bra that she was wearing that you can't really see too much of, but you see a little bit of it. And it is a La Perla neoprene desire underwire bra for $464. I can't even imagine wearing a bra that expensive. I would be like, oh my god, I'm going to move and it's going to break and I'm going to have all this money that I have to spend. But obviously, Taylor Swift has the money to spend, so I guess it's not as big of a deal for her. But I did really like the bra. Um, The design was really pretty. It almost reminded me sort of like uh, the glimpses that we did get of it, almost like clamshells a bit, like mermaid-esque. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I liked it. And obviously this being a music video for Fifty Shades Darker, the movie, I could see the lingerie being sort of um, a talking point and having that be a focus of sort of connecting to the movie, I guess. Honestly, considering the type of movie that this is, I feel like the video was actually pretty tame. Yeah, I agree. Even some of this stuff reminded me in like the bra and the lingerie of her um, Blank Space music video and... There weren't too many hints to the Fifty Shades, which was kind of nice. But I thought the ones that were there were subtle and well-placed. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of Blank Space. Particularly, there's a part where she's wearing sort of like a blazer. And it was very similar, I felt like, to the blazer that she wore on the 1989 tour. And just sort of like the whole dramatic scene and the trashing the hotel room all just kind of gave me a blank space vibe yeah especially the bed scene when she was like making sexy moves on the bed and like scratching the bed post or what are those called the the back of the bed and like messing up the covers I was like oh my gosh this is so reminiscent of blank space and another connection is in blank space when she I think she takes a knife or scissors or something and puts it into a a picture and cuts it up. Uh, And then in this video, when she's angry, she takes the bottle and throws it at the mirror. Actually, in this one, Zane takes some photographs that he's holding at one point and like throws them. So that sort of connects to that blank space throwing of the photos. And it did also make me think of, were these two characters, um, this is sort of segueing into a new topic, but were these two characters thinking of each other as they sang or did they happen to just be two hotel goers that were both famous in a hotel thinking about separate people and I guess that was sort of something in my mind because I know in reality they're not together and that they're friends and that like made it a little weird at first until they were in the same shot in the same room I was like oh these are two different characters like living their own lives but they happen to have you know a problem that's 
uh, similar, I guess. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, that kind of makes me think about the behind the scenes clip that Taylor had posted where she talks about how originally they weren't even going to really be in the same shot in any part of the video. They were kind of just going to be in their own scenes. And then it wasn't until the end that they decided to do the scene where they're both in the room together with the strobe lights. Yeah, Taylor in the behind the scenes music video, um, she said, Zane and I were going to do the video and never be in the same shot. I think now, looking back, it might have seemed like we might have shot the video in two different locations. And I'm really happy now that at the last minute, Grant Singer was like, why don't you guys get in the same room and we'll put a strobe light on you and see what happens. I think that's hilarious, actually. (laughs) You think about these productions for these videos and to have something so uh, impromptu, basically. I think that's really cool because it ended up being a nice clincher to the video. And especially the scenes where they were back to back, I felt like that added so much when they were sort of, you had that tension of it could be two separate hotel rooms and they can't really see each other and they're back to back. And those scenes, I ended up being some of my favorites. And also speaking of the strobe lights, I really loved them, especially in the beginning when Zane walks into the elevator and you see the strobe light going on and off. First, I was like, okay, why don't all elevators have cool strobe lights? Um, and then second, when it <laughs> it did that pan <laughs> and then it turned to Taylor's part and it looked as if she was in the same eleva- elevator, but it was like a different scene. I thought that was cool. And the strobe lights made the mood really sort of angsty, I felt. Yeah, I really did like that part too. That was one of my favorite parts, how it transitioned from his first, you know, 40, 50 seconds or however long of the song, and then just camera pans 180 to a brand new scene, and there's Taylor. It was cool. Okay, so then also I was thinking when she's overflowing the champagne container, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but she gives this like weird death stare to the camera as if she's looking at someone. And I thought that was interesting because I don't know if that's, I think that was around the time Zane was in the same room as her, but she like looked up really strangely. And I was like, what is this? I don't know if you guys noticed that or thought it was weird, but I definitely noted it. Yeah, I noticed that too. I just thought it was really strange that uh, she's just so intently focused for, you know, that split second. Anyway, yeah, same with you. I noted it. I didn't, you know, know what to make of it really. I didn't notice the look, but I was and I still am very confused on what the meaning or symbolism is of the overflowing champagne. I just thought it was kind of weird. Okay, she's pouring it and it's overflowing and she's obviously doing it on purpose, I think. Yeah, it reminded me of when people have the overflowing towers of champagne glasses, but you couldn't really see a tower. It just looked like one cup. And I guess you have that idea of being lonely and wanting to get drunk alone in a hotel room um, and having that sort of be a sad feeling, I guess. But then the look happened and I was very confused as to what it meant. Also during around that part of the music video, she was pulling off white rose petals, almost in that way that you go like, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. And I looked up what white rose petals symbolized. um, And there were a number of different uh, symbols, but one of them was like the purity of new love and like they're often wedding flowers. And I thought that was interesting because It almost, while the song is talking about not wanting to live without another person, it was strange to have almost like, it felt a little bit like angry at some points with the music video, especially with like with the breaking and the throwing and pulling these like wedding flowers apart. It sort of sent a bit of a different message. Uh, I don't know how you guys read that. You know, I think it's amazing that you 
look at these things and look them up because I think sometimes I just get so distracted by just like <laughs> Taylor that I don't pay attention to all the details. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not sure, but as far as in the video too, I'm not sure if you also noticed this, but those same roses were also in some of Zane's scenes. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Where were they for Zane's? Um, a little bit towards the end. Uh, it was, oh man, just so brief, but they're there, the white roses. I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if it was trying to parallel like that the two of them were the ones, of course, in the relationship, but the fact that two separate things are going on could be happening like at the same time, like two separate sides of the coin almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, like two people, like them being together and they're both feeling the same feelings, but perhaps like across the world. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, kind of like that almost. Or if each of them were put in the same situation, how they would react the same but differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then we also have the scene where Taylor goes to a party. And this is like the only scene that has other people in it really besides the two of them where she's at some party. And I thought this was a nod to the movie where a lot of the party goers are wearing those um, little masks. And I think there's a mask party given the trailer of the movie. I'm saying it wrong. Whatever mask parties are called. What are they called? (laughs) Oh, masquerade. Masquerade. Yes, that's it. So everyone's wearing masquerade masks um, and Taylor's sort of lying on the bed and looks bored and I guess missing whoever she's missing or frustrated with the situation. Um, But she's definitely like not in her surroundings. She's sort of in another world, even though her body is physically there. And one thing that was weird is that she is not wearing a mask like everybody else. Oh, that's so interesting. That could definitely symbolize the fakeness of people around, especially in like celebrity culture. And she doesn't want to wear a mask or something, or she's like fed up with, you know, being in this fake culture. And again, going back to the beginning of the video, when Zayn was getting swarmed by the paparazzi, obviously that was, you know, something that they both deal with all the time. That's a pretty gross part of, I guess, the job. So I can see that message. And I know that message has come across in some of Zayn's past videos as well. Another thing I noticed was the way it was shot, especially throughout sort of Zane's walking scenes. And again, that one where Taylor's at the party was it looked almost like things were moving in slow motion, just given the dark lighting and you had the strobe going. Um, And it gave it sort of this dreamy state, almost like they were living in a daze, which I think, again, relates to the things I was just mentioning. How about like the celebrity culture can kind of be overwhelming And especially if you're missing someone or missing someone that connects you and grounds you to like home, it almost feels like things are moving around them without their control in a way. I'm so glad you're here on this episode to like analyze these things for us. You describe these things so eloquently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm doing like a lot of hand motions right now. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I thought the way it was shot was really interesting, too. And I completely agree that at some points it did seem like slow motion, like when he's walking through the front entrance and the the main area of the hotel there. And then the strobe light scenes where it seems like, you know, the camera's moving very slowly around them. And one thing that we noticed was that this music video was directed by Grant Singer, who I don't think any of us are familiar with. But we found out that he is famous for working with The Weeknd on a lot of his music videos. Um, I personally don't think I've seen any of The Weeknd's music videos. So I wanted to know, have any of you? And can you see that they were a similar style 
to this video. I would say I haven't seen the music videos, but given the weekend's style of song and how this song is sort of different than what Taylor Swift usually does, but maybe more what Zayn does if you've listened to any of his songs. Um, uh, I could see the how that director, if he was directing the weekend's music videos, would also work really well with this style of music. Yeah, you know, actually the most recent video I think that he's done, um, if you guys know the song uh, by the weekend, it's called Starboy, uh, features Daft Punk. Anyway, the music video for that one is actually really similar to this one. Um, very dark, um, a lot of strobe lights, uh, you know, some slow motion shots. It's it's a very unique directing style, so I can definitely see a lot of similarities between the two. I also noticed the way it was shot. There were a lot of close-ups on each of their faces, um, which I thought made it much more intimate and you could see their expressions really well. I know at one point it was like just Zane's eyes and you could like literally see all of his eyelashes. And Zane is a very nice looking guy. So I was pretty pleased with that. But I thought that also added to like the intimacy of the video and what it was trying to convey. Yeah, I think that was one thing that was definitely noticeable throughout was just what a great job they really did capturing the emotion of the song even without there being much of a formal storyline. Do you guys prefer when Taylor Swift's music videos have storylines rather than sort of more just like emotional sequences? I personally do. I personally do too. Looking back at what I feel are the greatest music videos that she's done, they always have some kind of story or some kind of, uh, I don't know, just at least some type of plot that kind of, you know, drives throughout the video. Anyway, th those are just the things I look forward to anyway. Yeah, like I always think of one of my favorites, I Knew You Were Trouble, that video. Oh, yeah. We talk about the I Knew You Were Trouble probably every <laughs> single episode of the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that video. It sets up everything. You know, there's clearly defined characters and character arcs and there's like dialogue in between and it's almost more of a mini movie. So obviously not every video can be like that, but especially with some of the singles off of 1989, like Out of the Woods and Style, I really, I think, would have liked if they had more of a story. Well, what about for like One Direction's videos? I mean, granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but how do you feel for either, you know, One Direction as, as the group or for each of them individually? Um, it's really interesting because One Direction being a group makes sometimes one storyline with a lot of their songs being like about a relationship kind of hard to do when they have so many guys or that's not what they choose to do. So there's not many that, you know, with Taylor, there might be like one romantic interest or someone she's mad at or whatever it is in a song. Um, a lot of times One Direction sometimes doesn't go so much with the message of the song and rather just has like a fun music video or tells a different story that doesn't correlate with the song, which I'm okay with. I know they told a story with best song ever and they had some of those talking bits and it was more of like an eight minute music video. But then for example, with story of my life, that song, you know, the one of the characters in the actual lyrics of the song is a girl that this person's like driving around with. Um, but in the music video, they took story of my life and sort of twisted it to be, you know, their families and their homes and they had like their relatives in the music video. Um, so they don't always go with what the actual story is, but they still make it a new story, which I definitely like. And I also think like with the group and given that they're a boy band, I think that works for them just to have almost just like put the boys together, have them having fun rather than to make, 
you know, one guy be singled out to have this other love interest in a music video, which would obviously work with a single artist better, I think, than having a group of guys. But I wonder what they'll do when they do go solo. I mean, from Zayn, we've seen him in Gigi uh, Hadid in his first music video for Pillow Talk that didn't really have a story, but there was um, sort of one interest, I guess. But some of other of Zayn's music videos haven't really had too clear of a storyline. And I do really like the storyline, the storytelling in, in Taylor Swift's music videos. I think those are really cool. Yeah, I mean, for me, other than like I Knew Your Trouble, one of my favorite videos from 1989 was Wildest Dreams. And in that video, I mean, obviously, it's not something I really saw coming um, as far as the whole set on set kind of thing. Uh, the video being of Taylor being... Uh, making a video, basically. I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. It was another way to um, really kind of describe, well, of course, you know, the whimsical nature of the song, just that, like, 1950s kind of romantic filmmaking vibe. Anyway, I just love it when her videos, you know, just have an overarching story. I mean, I just think that's, personally, for me, that makes them better, more worthwhile. Yeah, because it's almost like you want to have, like, a little mini-movie in some way and if you're if you're artists uh, I mean obviously Taylor's been in some movies and had like little guest roles but you know you don't always see them acting and Taylor does act really well and does do that drama really well and it's so fun to see her in those roles and taking on different characters oh absolutely well if you guys haven't checked out the video yet you definitely should go do that right now it's on YouTube and it's on both Taylor and Zane's Vivo channels And Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun getting to talk about the video to get someone else's perspective. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you for being on our show. Um, It's great to have fandoms coming together as always, and also to get the insight of someone who's so dedicated to a certain fandom. So this has been great. And we can't wait to see if we were right about any of our predictions for the Houston show. So it should be exciting. I hope so. We'll be finding out soon. Well, thanks again, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. Bye, Caitlin. Okay, so I hope you guys liked that segment. Um, I'm stating this right after I said the other part that I introduced the uh, part two, and then I waited about two seconds. Um, but yeah, you guys have presumably listened to the I Don't Want to Live Forever discussion. Um, let us know what you thought of the music video. We haven't talked about um, Zane's uh, stuff pretty like in a long time because he just hasn't had much. So it was it was nice to get to talk about Zane again um, and his work. Um, but let's move on to recommendations now. My recommendation of the week is to go follow BuzzFeed on Twitter, and if you don't already, which you definitely should. And always, whenever they post a compilation of Tumblr, like, screenshots, if they say, like, people on Tumblr are weird, or 21 reasons why Tumblr is a strange, awesome place, always click it and go through them, because I have just been loving them lately. They, like, never fail me. I think they're so funny. But I, like, also love, like, a good cheesy pun or stupid story. So if you also like stupid stories, (laughs) click those. (laughs) 
Kara, what's your recommendation this My week? recommendation is an Instagram account called LGBT underscore history on Instagram. I already said that, Jesus. But um, it's a really great account. I just followed them recently, and they post pictures of, obviously, LGBTQ plus history um, and give you, like, little bit snippets of, like, history lessons, and I think it's, like, really interesting. I've learned a lot of things that I hadn't already known, um, and this is the kind of history that kind of gets... Um, you know, shuffled away and not taught in school. So it's really important to um, sort of uh, search it out for yourself. And this makes it really easy because it's on your Instagram feed already. So it's like when you're scrolling past, you can just like read a bit of history and then keep on scrolling and just have that in your in your mind. So I think it's really cool. That's so cool. And it's so easy. Like, yeah. I love that I can follow different sites that like literally in 140 characters they can teach you so much or like you can click a link and learn more yeah. but uh, it's just it's at the tip of your fingertips so there's not really an excuse mm-hmm. um do you want to go with your tweet of the week first because i don't have one well we could just skip it okay cool we're skipping tweet of the week this week um but you guys can leave us any suggestions or feedback or whatever the heck um, we want for the show today or and also remember like if we're gonna do that episode about gender and age and the fandom write us in with your story or uh, tell us what you want us to talk about or questions you have or things we should research into um, because that would be really awesome um, uh, also you can check us out at audibletrial.com slash talk direction for a free audiobook Kara do you have any recommendations today or not really Um, I mean, I've already recommended this, I feel like, but Animal Farm is really good. Or 1984, actually. 1984. It's actually on the bestsellers list again um, for the first time in a long time, I think. And um, it's one of my favorite books of all time by George Orwell. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, that was a really good one. And I know that's definitely a book that people have to read in school. And I know for me, sometimes reading school books can be overwhelming or you like messed up and ran out of time. So if you get um audible you can listen to school books and if you don't have a lot of time you can listen to them on double time Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes a bit to for your brain to adjust to like the faster speed um but trust me you will adjust and then if you go back to normal speed it'll seem like you're listening in slow motion (laughs) um but yeah you can get your first free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash talk direction you can also um go follow us on twitter um or no thank you for listening to episode 85 of talk direction you can go follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction email us at talk direction at gmail.com go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our instagram which is just talk direction and follow us individually on twitter i am at caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and Kara, where can they find you i'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a c And remember, we have the Patreon, which you can go check out at www.patreon.com slash talkdirection for all that bonus content and information about it there. You can also go to iTunes, rate and review us, and subscribe. If you subscribe, then you'll get every episode um, as soon as it comes out. And we're also on SoundCloud, which has an app for the mobile, if that is more your style. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 86. I'm like a cool You're the shining distraction that makes me fly.